Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the final word daily from the Commonwealth Games, day six of the cricket. The show's brought to you by Advanced Hair, the world leaders in hair restoration. Jeff Lemon and Natalie Germanos with you. If you're watching this on the video instead of listening to it, we're beautifully silhouetted against a sky, which means I like to think this is the mysterious uh, final word episode. The, uh, you know, the, 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 the basement, so somebody handing over some files somewhere. Maybe it's because we don't really want to talk about what happened today that much, but we're going to have to. Nat, it's your job to do two games today. Sri Lanka played South Africa. England played New Zealand. Wrap them up in 30 seconds. Well, it was a bizarre old day. We had a lot of wickets falling. And in the end, Sri Lanka against South Africa. Sri Lanka were bowled out for 46, their lowest score in T20 internationals. And it was Nadine de Klerk starring with the ball, taking three for seven, a career best figures for her. Very happy for her after the disastrous game that she had in the previous match. Second game we expected to be the big one, but it wasn't in the end. New Zealand poor with a bat, unfortunately for them. Just couldn't put enough on the board. And it was another one where they were nearly bowled out. 71 for 9 they were in their 20 overs. They did complete the 20 overs, but it was nowhere near enough. And England knocked them off pretty easily. I think in the 12th over and another bright innings from Alice Capsey. There we go. Oh, another five seconds uh, over. Four. I think it was four. By the time you looked down, it was 35. <laughs> but, you know, 34 is good. We're trending towards the right areas. Uh, 34 seconds, 34, almost as many runs as Sri Lanka got. Maybe we'll, we'll go with the England game first because that was the one that had something riding on it, which was who finishes in top spot, which means who doesn't have to play Australia in a semi-final. Um, New Zealand will have to play Australia in the semi-final. On form, they should be absolutely annihilated, but they were absolutely annihilated today. That old thing we were talking about, it, when if Bates and Devine make all the runs, they look like a decent team. If those two make low scores, they look horrible, and today was the horrible. Yeah, it was, unfortunately. Look, credit to England as well. Um, New Zealand weren't good with the bat, but England were brilliant with the ball. They were sensational. Catherine Brunt setting the tone yet again. But for New Zealand, they really have a problem with this batting order. Now, I don't know, again, if it's worth, we spoke about it even with Barbados, for example, with Hayley Matthews and DeAndre Dotton being the strong ones in the, in the order, maybe splitting them up. I'm not sure if it's worth doing that because they're such a good, strong opening pair mm -hmm. and they're so good together and know each other well. And that's obviously talking about Bates and Divine. But unfortunately, the middle order is just really weak at the moment for New Zealand. They would need maybe Amelia Kerr to, to find a little bit of form. Maybe it's worth dropping her down the order, possibly, just to strengthen the middle order, and maybe she'll fire there. I don't know. But it's kind of difficult to do all of that in a semi-final. You're taking a lot of risks to do that in a semi-final and against Australia, too. So hopefully they can just put this day away, just, just 
just mm -hmm. shove it in the back of their heads and forget about it and, and be prepared against Australia. Yeah, although I feel as though the New Zealand women's cricket setup has been shoving things to the back of their mind and forgetting about it for six or seven years now mm. um, and just hoping that the massive structural problems in their domestic cricket setup and in their national team will just go away. Um, as long as Sophie Devine makes 120 off 60 balls, everything will be fine. That seems to be the attitude, the approach. I mean, we've spoken about the strangeness of the way they went about things. Remember New Zealand cricket saying, we have to pension off Amy Satterthwaite because we want to give opportunities to younger players. And then at number six, they've got Hayley Matthews, who's about to turn 30, who's been playing cricket since 2009. Hayley Matthews? Um, sorry, Hayley Jensen. <laughs> if they, it'd be better for them if they had Hayley Matthews at six. Maybe Barbados and New Zealand can merge. You know, Make an interesting kit. Yeah, some sort of super team of islands. You know, Imagine, imagine if they got a group of islands who banded together to form a cricket team. It could become a powerhouse in, say, the 1980s. I don't know. It could work. I'm just a big thinker. I'm a big picture thinker. Um, you know, and, and like the point isn't to put the boot into Hayley Jensen, no. but she's played T20 domestically and for since 2009 and averages 12 with the bat, 12.97 to be precise. And that's your number six. Now, that's a selection problem. That's not her fault. Yep. She's more of a bowler, whatever it is, but they've got her batting at number six. She can't. She, she, she's made one half century in T20 cricket in her life, and yeah. she's been playing since, I don't know, the Obama administration. It's <laughs> like, it's crazy. And the fact that New Zealand cricket thinks it's going to work is crazier still. You, you can't keep doing things that do not work and then keep expecting them to work. Yeah, it's pretty hard to, to bring in youngsters into a competition like this, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because you're in a situation where you're playing in a small group, there's just four teams, so you're only playing three matches. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to make it to the semi-finals. You can't make any mistakes. So you're bringing in these youngsters in a, in a competition where you're probably in a way lucky you weren't in the same group as India and Australia because mm -hmm. you've now found a way through found a way against a South African side that is yep. not nearly at their best um, and now shown obviously the difference between them and England today so it's kind of difficult to bring those youngsters in in this tournament and expect them just to shine mm -hmm. as you said the domestic in, in, in New Zealand I know they're trying to make changes in the sense that obviously we're into equal play which is a good step forward it really is but they've got to make sure so they play a certain number of games if they are going to get better and, and it's not going to help just to pay them and then they only play maybe five or six games mm. in a season so it's it's, it's 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 a lot that has to be done it's not going to happen overnight either and sometimes sweeping changes are good and sometimes they don't really work either so yep. it can expose a lot of holes and unfortunately what this has done is sort of exposing the holes yep. that have come from years and years of not building the depth mm. it's got to be something that actually happens all the time it doesn't just happen once it's got to happen consistently over time yeah and 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 so much of this contest was about what do new zealand's openers do against england's bowlers new zealand bat first and catherine brunt goes through sophie divide knocks leg stump out of the ground with a beauty comes back in her next over and dismisses amelia kerr izzy wong comes in and gets susie bates out then there's a calamitous run out brooke halliday's run out they're suddenly four for 30 or whatever it is and they're even less than that and they're absolutely gone at that point you know that like there's there's no way to four for 21 there's 
you can look at New Zealand already at that stage of the innings and they're about seven overs in by then and think, well, they're pretty much gone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think for, for New Zealand, they must have at that stage been thinking, all right, we need a little bit of a rebuilding phase. Mm-hmm. We want to bat out our overs at least, which they ended up doing. But the problem that they had was when they got to that end phase where sometimes you get a bit of luck on your side, maybe edge it to the boundary or mm-hmm. there's five wides or whatever the case may be, you get a few lucky runs and, and, it, and it kind of bolsters that total. You get closer to 100. That couldn't happen because for such a long period, you had 10 and 11 pretty much batting or Mm -hmm. you would nine down. So you couldn't get that little bit of boost towards the end because of the situation you already found yourself in when you got about five or six overs to go. So it it just didn't work out for New Zealand. We would have said, oh, you got to bat out your overs, which they did, but it never really worked in the end. But So they had Fran Jonas coming in at 11, you know, with very little international experience who obviously doesn't have a lot of confidence with the bat. She stuck around. She was able to defend and fair enough, made four off 17 balls and made sure they batted out the 20 overs. Hannah Rowe did her best up the other end to club a few. She ended up on 10 not out. But they make 71 in the innings. And... England, you know, it, it was it was really just time for another little flourish from Alice Capsey to, you know, continue on that upward trend that she's had going. They lost three wickets in the chase, which gave New Zealand a couple of things t- to cheer about. Um, you know, Danny Wyatt got out early. Sophia Dunkley ended up getting bowled for 19, having a slog. But it really didn't matter. You know, there, there, was, there was so little riding on any of the exchanges because you knew that England were going to get there at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from from England's point of view, once they'd done the job with the ball, they knew, well, parring something just ridiculous, yeah. they were going to top this group. And that means that they obviously avoid Australia. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a sure thing against India either because, as you said, there's three wickets were lost. Now, we have seen that Sophia Dunkley has got an issue with spin. She struggled against spin, and her strike rate does drop quite dramatically against spin. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing India. Mm-hmm. So don't be surprised. As much as, obviously, Renuka Singh Takura has been absolutely brilliant with the ball, I'm sure she's still open, but they're probably going to open with, 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 with spin mm-hmm. again, against Sophia Dunkley. So that's something that they're going to be looking at as well and very closely. So the wickets that fell does give an opportunity, obviously, for the opponents to look at it and go, all right, well, this is, mm-hmm. you know, sort of where we're going to go with England. Mm-hmm. And... They have got a very good batting lineup, and we've seen the batting lineup through this tournament actually, because it's not been top heavy for England. It's actually gone all the way through. So we have seen all of them. It hasn't quite clicked yet. It may very well just be clicking at the right time yep. for them, possibly. But I, I really do think, from England's point of view, there's a couple of holes that they'll want to see if they can fix as quickly as possible. So two for four for Catherine Brunt, two for 10 for Izzy Wong, two for 13 for Sarah Glenn. Happy days for England. Uh, similar sort of story when Sri Lanka played South Africa, um, even, even worse in a way. Sri Lanka bowled out eventually they managed to drag that innings pretty late too but um, bowled out for 46 their lowest ever score 57 had been their previous lowest t20 score you know if, if you don't count a couple of tiny run chases where they've won and that sort of thing but in terms of a completed innings that's the lowest t20 international score they've ever made uh, we've we've talked about all of this before they didn't play for two years um, they played a bit over the last three or four months or so they did win the qualifying tournament to get into the Commonwealth Games and um, were the, the top of that tournament but they've been nowhere since they got here and I guess a little something for South Africa to to take home at least they got a win but it's almost I don't know if this doesn't make sense but if you beat a team that thoroughly then it it's to me it feels like the win counts for a bit less in a way it's like that team was so bad that 
beating them isn't an achievement. I don't know if that's unreasonable. No, no, I get you. And and, and also, it's in the context of the, of the games, obviously, it didn't mean anything in the end. Yes, wins are wins, and we, and we talk about that all the time, and you want to make sure you get back to winning ways because South Africa had to wait. I think the last time they won an international match was on the 17th of June. It's been quite a long time. That was against Ireland on, yeah. in, in that tour. And after that, they had the Test match, the three ODIs against England, T- T- the T20s, three of them, mm-hmm. and obviously Com Games, the first two they lost. So it's great for them to get back to winning ways because winning is a habit and, and as much as that is a cliche it is true but you, you've come up against a, a really poor batting side at the mm-hmm. moment Jamari Atapatu not firing I think South Africa's plans against her were really good they were very clever in how they, they bowled to her and mm-hmm. they made sure she didn't have as much of the strike and obviously she couldn't get away and all of those things but it, you have to be realistic about the win that you've yeah. had in the end so for South Africa I love, I love that they executed well and what they could control, they did well. The bowling was excellent, the fielding was good, mm-hmm. all of that. But you do have to take into account your opponents as well. And the perfect setup for the South African opening pair. Coming in needing eight and a half and over, not so good. Coming in needing to chase 46, perfect. <laughs> did it without losing a wicket. Brits and Bosch. And, and I did see also, and we spoke about this um, last night, about the, 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 the deficiencies in the technique and, and the ability to, to open the face. And it's something that Lisa Stalaker picked up on and in that the closed face obviously is an issue for some of the batters in particular the two openers but I did notice today that Tasman Brits was trying to access that offside she's trying to open the face and drive it through the offside which as an opener if you're going to open in this format it is required mm-hmm. especially to try and go over the top and we we saw the field set it was the same field that everybody has set to Tasman Brits a strong leg side field and obviously everybody off, up on the offside so she was trying it's, it's there and it was an opportunity to do exactly mm-hmm. that today and it's just trying a few different things um, and I think it, it, it's it's something that she can go back and work on it's it's never as good as working on it in a sort of in the middle if that makes any sense because people will say you don't want to work on things in the middle but uh-huh. what I mean let me see if I can get this out properly okay. Okay. what I mean is that is the best practice for me is out in the middle really because right. because nets you can't simulate uh-huh. that what you're getting out in the middle sure and I think it was good for them to get out mm. there with no pressure and be able yep. to just to try a few The things. best practice is a game that you can't lose, yeah. basically. I think that made sense. <laughs> it does, in a way. I mean, it, it effectively becomes practice. I think we've come to the point where we need to do the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is the final word, Hall of Fame. It is the most final word moment of the day. It's brought to you by Advanced Hair Studio. If you then go .com slash final word, you can get 15% off if you want someone to uh, renovate the rugs up top. Um, can can be can be useful for men women they also do hair extensions uh, so this is this is a, a, a cross gender thing if you want to check out advanced hair they're sponsoring the show right the most final word moment the things that jumped out at me I, I mean I'd, I'd say holistically Catherine Brunt I particularly mm-hmm. there's, and there's a little bit more investment when you've just recently done a big interview with someone you know because then you feel like you, you've, you've bought into their story a bit more <laughs> so the fact that she comes out again a wicket in the first over for the second time in this tournament she's done that a couple of times so pumped up I mean getting Sophie Devine she does the big run away towards cover the jump in the air the punch getting engulfed in the team the crowd going up uh, and then the fact that she takes two for four of three overs and doesn't get a fourth over I mean come on (laughs) 
What do you have to do in this situation? Like, it was clever by Siva because she let Freya Kemp bowl the last over and a bit more practice bowling the, the final over of an innings and all the rest of it. But still, come on, give Catherine a bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder actually what the what the question or the conversation might have been between the two, if there was any. I don't think Catherine Brunt obviously she's she's not going to mind much because she's in the form of her life and she's going to go into the semi-finals with the confidence up. But Catherine Brunt Natsava. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the conversation might mm-hmm. be tonight. Why didn't you give me that extra yeah. over? Yeah, mm. I mean, complicated domestic things. <laughs> any any Hall of Fames for you? Um, I'm going to go with Nadine de Klerk. Um, previous game, 21 and 13. Couldn't land the ball, uh-huh. not for anything. I think she decided on that new surface she was, she was not going to damage it. She's just going to not land the ball. <laughs> and she was just smashed all over the place. Come back today and... As much as Sri Lanka, obviously, we're in, in, a, in a difficult position at that stage, and there's no pressure. She bowls a double wicket maiden to start off with. It couldn't be polar, more polar opposites mm-hmm. from the two performances. And I thought she was absolutely sensational today. And I love the celebration from her, too, because it showed that it, it means a lot to her. She's a great competitor. Mm-hmm. I love her approach to the game. And actually, England, during the bilateral series, said they love watching her in the field because she, com- she commits to everything, and she feels beautifully. She's she's puts her body on the line. Uh, I think she's great for the team. My my last one is, uh, so a couple of horrible scorecards. Adapoto made 15. Um, let's see, Maddie Green made 19 uh, for, for each of Sri Lanka and New Zealand. And then in both of those scorecards, everyone else was single figures. Horrible scorecards, uh, pretty bad games after we've had some good games earlier in the tournament, which was a shame. But the audience, the crowd tonight, uh, particularly for the England game, they had 11,000 in for the England game. The Hollies was basically full. And they were going nuts. So, I mean, yeah, England chasing 72, but every time there was a boundary, all those four signs were getting waved around in this cavalcade, this wave. There were cheers and roars going around. And, and I think so. There was, a, there was a PA announcement that said, Who's, whose first cricket game is this? And there was a very loud response. So a lot of people, you know, whether it was a quarter or, or a fifth or a third, I don't know, but a lot of people saying they hadn't been to a cricket match before. So they didn't really care that England were chasing 72. They thought that was good because England were likely to win. <laughs> and they were really into it you know I loved it and and that encourages me that for the semi-finals and the final we should be getting a packed out house yeah absolutely I'm actually really looking forward to that part of it I mean we've got two really good semi-finals lined up and it should be a very good final as well um, but I think the the, the, the crowd's going to be packed it's a, it's a crowd that is as you said just getting into it I've enjoyed the fact that there's been all ages as well it's been a family affair um, they've been singing they've as you said everything they've gotten into and They've been a, a good crowd as well in terms of giving the opposition as well a little something in that when they do something right, they're behind them too. So I, I don't think you can ask for more from the crowd. So it will be New Zealand playing Australia and England playing India. We don't know which match is first and which match is second, but that will be coming up on Saturday. This has been the Final Word Daily with Jeff Lemon and Nat Germanos. If you like what we're doing on the show, you can support it at patreon.com slash thefinalword. And uh, also, if you like doing what, what we're doing on the show, you can just watch it on Saturday when the semi-finals will be up for the Commonwealth Games. So it should be a corker. And then one day more until the medals. We'll see you then. So you know what I meant. I had to go.